Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon. How are you, Ron? And congratulations. Uh, he's, uh, I saw his picture. He's, uh, he's a bruiser. Uh, yeah, uh, surprisingly, because they were all saying uh, up Steve? until last week he was going to be little. Steve? Hello? 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 I can hear you okay, perfectly. No, can you hear I me now? Hear you. I can hear you perfectly. There you go. So, anyways, uh, welcome to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Mr. Parascience, Steve Parsons, and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kohler, right here on Tojanet Parax Ghost Channel and beyond. And congratulations once again. He he is a bruiser, I have to admit it. Uh, £6.11, and they were predicting about £5.50. So, he was a bit really? bigger than we were, yeah, he was bigger than we were expecting. Um, ah. and, uh, well, not yeah, as big well, as the Royal, though, huh? No, no, or is or is uh, or is famous. Um, but we did have a very famous baby in the bed next to us. Um, one of only, a, uh, in fact, the only boy born in West Wales on the same day as the royal baby. So there was an endless stream of newspaper uh, and press visiting the bed next to us all day. So uh, really? we were nearly famous. We were nearly famous. Fame by pro- Fame by but being in. The why bed. would they go? Why? Why would they visit somebody who is whatever? I don't know. I can't understand it. Because uh, they're desperate for a story. Oh, and they had <laughs> Anakin in the bed right next to him. Wow! They had baby Anakin right next to them, and they never realized. Can you believe it? Oh God! Hey, sorry about last week. Well, you know, I, I, I hope the show went well in my uh, absence, because as you know, I was uh, a busy boy last week too. Yep, and, and how did that? Well, you were working with our neighbors from the Rising Sun. Uh, that's right. We were doing a three-day ghost investigation documentary, uh, pure science focus, mm-hmm. pure documentary for NHK, who are Japan's uh, pri- primary uh, public-funded broadcaster. Um, and I have to say, it went very well. We had we had lovely weather, which always helps. And uh, we had uh, a very, very interesting time. It was like working with the Japanese because uh, they're, they're, uh, they're very serious about what they do and we have to work through the cultural differences as well. Uh, but the director was an absolute joy to work with and uh, allowed us to get on with our investigation whilst the documentary crew uh, followed us around and uh, filmed what we were up to. So um, hopefully... I don't think we'll... I mean, the last time we worked with the Japanese, they sent us a copy of the of the uh, programme, but, of course, it was all in Japanese. 
news, and uh, to this day, I've not a clue uh, what happened. Uh, so at some point, we'll get another little set of clue what happened, but it'll look cool. You International. I was talking with uh, and, uh seems with the pipes problem now, so what else? Um You're dropping out uh so I it's uh in the chat room it's saying that the whole radio is breaking so it might be Okay, um, I know that nobody's hearing this because the chat room is telling us it's all very quiet, but on the off chance, it's a bit like that um, film where there was only a guy in Australia broadcasting, um, the radio transmitter broadcasting. Anybody remember the name of it in the chat room when the American submarine set off to find the source of this transmitter? Oh, hello, how are you? Okay. Was that that Uh, I can't hear you much better. I don't know what happened. It was probably the, you know the Royals. They've overloaded the uh, the. Uh, I think it's actually your end. Lee. Can you hear Steve? me? I can hear you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. it's the it's the American end, Rob. I can just chat and we it can is? hear each other. Yeah, it's your end. Okay, so anyways, introduce our guest before we totally go in flames. Hey, um. We have as our guest tonight, Lee Monroe, um, a paranormal navigator um, of some repute, and also, a, I guess, a paranormal commentator. Um, would you prefer commentator or blogger? Because your Otherworld Northeast um, Twitter feed and blogs are certainly well worth following. Um, so, Thank you. Uh, Lee, Lee, good I evening think, uh... and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. Thank you, Steve, and uh, nice to nice to speak to you at last. And congratulations too. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, so, Lee, I'm assuming that there's only you and I on at the moment because uh, the rest of the right. world has has all disappeared. So, uh, <laughs> do you want to take this opportunity of because it will be podcast? So, do you want to take this opportunity of uh, because obviously some people may. Uh, over in America, of course, may not have heard of the Other World Northeast uh, blog and Twitter feed, which uh, is addictive following over here in the UK. Um, Since around 2002, I was set up by a a fellow named Tony Liddell. Um, We're basically looking at anomalous, um, typically ghosty stuff, in the northeast, so it's uh, mainly Tyne and Weir, County Durham, Northumberland, but they have travelled uh, further afield. And I guess um, we have a re- reputation as a, um, a sceptical group. We take a completely objective view of things. Um, so we're just we are 
we're just not good that's all we try to give everything that's all um so basically that's that's pretty much it there's a a, a wide variety of, um we've got archaeologists genealogists um people working in the nhs uh, we also have members have different beliefs or different perspectives on things so we're kind of a varied group but overall the, the kind of society view is is one of objectivity and following the evidence rather than beliefs so that's kind of where we're coming from i notice uh, i think you're probably the only other group within the uk um now you know i call myself a ghost hunter but parascience we, we say that we're not ghost hunting uh that we don't hunt for ghosts i noticed that you i've noticed before you're the only other group i've ever come across that um actually says the same thing we are not ghost hunters um, but a little further down i you do talk uh, the use of one use of medium seances ouija board and what you refer to as the more traditional techniques is there a mm-hmm. uh, I, is there a reason that you've you've sort of decision not to go with the spiritual element to ghost hunting or ghost investigation um, well, I think it's something that's evolved. Like I said, the, the group itself has been going f- since around 2002. And it's evolved basically to, to where it is now. And I joined the group in the tail end of 2009. And at that point when I joined, one of the reasons that I joined the group was because they weren't they were probably the only group I found in this neck of the woods anyway that weren't using mediums and Ouija boards and all that kind of thing. Um, and I think it was just an attempt to focus on gathering, um, if not data that can be uh, replicated, then at least data that can be somehow measured or quantified, as opposed to just basing the investigations on people's beliefs or uh, investigators' wishes, you know. Um, in terms of use and sake. So, so uh, what, da- what data are you really quantifying? When I say data, basically what we, when I say we're not ghost hunters, what we're really interested in looking at is people's um, anomalous experiences. Uh, we don't go in there with the, the thought that, uh, you know, trying to explain it as a ghost or as not a ghost. We just basically want to look at people. Uh, people's experiences and what factors may be involved in those experiences. So we'll we'll, we'll try to look at um, the whole gamut of things from you know what what psychological factors may be present, what um, environmental factors may be present. Uh, we will look at the history of the place. Um, not that we particularly think that that's uh, an explanation for any uh, any sort of ghost ghost accounts or anything. But it's it, you know we want to. We want to cover the whole the whole base and get as much information about people's accounts as we can. Um, so, in, well, in terms reality, of, isn't it? Isn't it? Is uh, uh, In reality, isn't the history important if you're doing psychological tests and everything? Because people know the history of the place, and therefore it's going to affect them uh, psycho- psychologically. So, isn't that kind of important with your data? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we want to take the whole the whole gamut of, of influences and factors that, that may be present in history, you know, the, 
the historical accounts of the place, you know, not just the, the ghost, ghostly accounts, but uh, the actual history of the place is important. Um, and it's just another, mm-hmm. another, another thing to add to the file on the, on on that those those uh, ghost accounts. But I wouldn't say we're, that we would say that uh, they explain people's ghost accounts or even verify them. So, you know, the the part of the the part of the things that we look at, but the, we don't place any particular importance as opposed to any other area. Oh, okay, okay. So you're just collecting general data and. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and yeah, so, what is I'm, what is the goal of of your investigating? Um, the goal is. I guess essentially long term would be to see if there are any factors that consistently come up in either people's anomalous experiences generally or in specific locations. You know, if if there's a location that has a specific ghost story or anomalous experiences that that, that gets um, retold over and over again, we want to see what are there any factors that consistently come up. Um, so I guess it's it's. The long-term aim would be to collect, we would call it data, um, you know, collect all the factors that are involved in people's accounts and, and see if we can ascertain any patterns, um, I guess would be the, the overall aim. You've got some interesting research projects. I, what you know, we're sort of pinning you down on spiritualism and mediumship at the moment. I I understand that you um, issued a challenge some some time ago to uh, mediums. Do you want to uh, bring us up to speed? How's that progressing? What was the challenge, um, it, and, and how's it, it going? It hasn't progressed because nobody's took us took us on. I don't mean it like that. Um, nobody's. Um, come forward to, to be part of the project essentially so it's it's literally been sitting open for years um, I think there's probably the assumption that we're you know nasty skeptic bunkers out there point the finger at um, fake skeptics and fake psychics and stuff <laughs> which, is not, which is not what it's about sorry it's, I like the Freudian slip <laughs> um, which isn't what it's about it's about essentially uh, I think overall we'd view psychics mediums as another avenue of uh, investigating people's anomalous experiences we, we may not um, concur with their certainty of what's what it is they're experiencing but it's still an avenue that we'd you know we're more than interested in being open-minded about and not um, not dismiss out of hand but unfortunately I, don't, I think because we're seen as a um, <laughs> not a a global group or not one that's just going to accept people's word that we're going to actually, you know, ask questions of people that nobody's taking us up on that. So we have not actually had a chance to, to work on protocols or to collect any information on, on that project. So unfortunately, um, it's a blank <laughs> at the moment. So does that mean that you, do, do you actually take media or, or have you worked alongside mediums um, on case investigations or is this something that you've moved away from uh, and are keen to sort of try and explore uh, back again? I mean, what's the, what's the current um, situation? No, it's um, over the course of the, the, of the world northeast, um, you know, people, most of the members of the group have been in this a long, a long time, a lot longer than I have. And obviously, at the beginning, 
um, like you know a whole plethora of groups. There was the you know you might call the most haunted approach where they they do an investigation with a medium, um, but it just evolved to become more uh, more objective and more evidence based. Um, it's not we're not looking to start doing investigations with with a resident medium again. It's just, like I said, it's just a another avenue of people's anomalous experiences that's you know that could be interesting to to delve into um but it's not something that we're looking to get um we're not looking to have resident mediums within the group or anything like that but it's you know we're we're still interested in those kind of experiences and and what people say that they're experiencing to delve into those that's it's essentially another separate uh standalone research project that we'd like to sort of get get more involved with but uh difficult because I think because like I said because I think a lot of people see us as a skeptical group which we're not um, people just don't want to come forward and take part unfortunately you, you, you talk about being a skeptical paranormal group um, and you do stress um, on your you know, on your website that you are different than perhaps the majority of other UK groups uh, I mean what's the how have you moved away from the other groups? I mean, what's your opinion of, you know, the state of ghost hunting in the UK or, you know, more, you know, sort of generally at the moment? I mean, is it, is it improving, going downhill? Uh, what's um, your take well, on it? Well, since I've been, I mean, I, like I said, I joined the World Northeastern in the end of 2009 and I've never been part of, although I had a, you know, Along to uh, interest in this stuff, I've never been part of another group. I've never been on any investigations or anything like that. Um, so since I've been involved, I've obviously become more aware of other groups and what they're doing and how they do things and, and all that. Um, I think generally, um, I think people are still stuck in the most haunted kind of framework, from what I can see. You know, mo- most most groups that I can see. Uh, still have the resident medium. Um, the people are still using dowsing rods and re- Ouija boards to contact the the spirits. Um, I think there's just there doesn't seem there will be a lot of thinking or asking asking themselves questions about why they're doing it and what it means. And so I, I don't know. I mean, it's you know people essentially this is a, a hobby and people can do what they want and the, you know people are in it for different reasons people are serious about it people are just in it for the fun um for the thrill of it and but I th- you know a lot of these groups are also going into people's homes and taking the same approach into people's homes and i think that's um a real area for concern um but in terms of general amateur groups in the UK I don't see them evolving I think I think they've been doing the same thing for the last decade or more and I, I, I don't really see it as a, a negative or a positive thing I think it's just um, the way it is I, I don't see it changing because people to change people would be required to think about what they're doing and if they actually sat down and thought about what they were doing it would probably re- require them to change their approach and I don't think many groups are would want to do that because I think they're basically happy doing what they're doing um, for what it's worth. <laughs> so you, your take on the future is it, it doesn't sound very positive. Um, 
I don't think it's positive in terms of um, changing the face of amateur investigations because I don't think people are essentially interested in that. I think they're, generally speaking, um, a lot of them have, uh, you know, they the, the subscribe to the to the assumption that um, what we're dealing with is the spirits of deceased people and, and that's it. There's nothing more to, to delve into and uh, everything they do is based around that. There's not much um, critical thinking, there's not much um, evaluating their own, their own methods and why they're doing things. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be full of any answers coming through any amateur groups in, in any time soon. <laughs> well, we, we we are we do have some some uh, quite uh, extraordinary claims being made by by certain groups within the UK, particularly yes. in terms of of recording uh, or speak communicating with spirits. And in fact, there's been a shift from uh, the usual electronic voice phenomena to uh, a, I, I don't know whether it's a newly branded term, but actual voice phenomena and yeah. some presentations of some some claimed extraordinary evidence of spirit interaction um, by some UK, uh, particularly one in particular UK investigation. <laughs> um, do you think this technology is, is, is an asset? I mean, I, and the way it's developing with this sort of push into direct spirit communications via electronic means, or do you, or do you think it's a bit of a blind alley? Um, I, th- I, I, I think uh, my my own um, perspective on equipment is, is that it's, it's essentially a tool to be used. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it's the be all and end all. You know, I mean, you go on Facebook and you know people are putting photographs up of the flight cases full of whatever equipment they've got. You know, there's three flight cases full of gadgets and. But they never post any any uh, you know any posts about them thinking about what ghosts are or you know how how they should approach um, investigating things. Um, in terms of equipment, I, I, I was when I first joined the World Northeast, I wanted to um, you know get, learn about equipment. Um, but now I'm really not. I think there are more. Uh, better equipped people to to go down that avenue. For me personally, um, I'm very uh, reticent about about its use. I think it's I think it it from from what I've seen of a lot of groups, it did actually detracts from the actual investigation because the the more interested in what the what the equipments what they think the equipments say, and then then actually what's what's being reported. I mean. I think one thing that's that I have noticed is that actual uh, witness accounts or witness testimony or the actual stories themselves are getting sort of pushed to the back because people are so enamored with you know the K two and the whatever the latest gadget is. But so I think it is. I think it's certainly a distra- distraction in a lot of cases. Um, but I think there are. You know, people like yourself who can actually take the equipment and and take it a bit further than than what most groups are doing. I think you know there are people who can use it effectively, and then there are a lot of groups who just use it because they don't really know what else to do. I guess <laughs> that's what it seems. Anyway. 
I'm kind of waiting for Ron to join in because, um, if, if, Ron, are you actually still here? I am or here. Have, ah, because I, I thought that I thought Lee's comments about the use of equipment and um, particularly the K2 meter. Now I know you're a great a great uh, fan of uh, the new gadgets and all of the latest Ghost Gizmos. So I was half expecting you to jump in there and and, and fight the corner for the uh, for the meters and the gadgets. No, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the same old storyline, basically. You have two camps, the ones that want to believe in all the electronic gadgets and they're out there to contact ghosts, and the ones that think they're, uh, uh, that these people are all uh, fools and they uh doing it all wrong and we have the right way to do it, and that's the way it is. And that's kind of what the two camps are in, in the ghost hunting community nowadays. Well, j- yeah. just to clarify, I don't think people using equipment is inherently uh, wrong or anything like that. I just think groups are going out there and they're basing their claims of evidence, in, in quotes. Um, but, Lee, why does that even bother you? I mean, Lee, why does it even bother you what other ghost groups do? I mean, who really gives a crap, be honest with you? You should do what you do and, and work with that. Why, why even comment about other groups and stuff? I mean, it, that's the problem this whole community because, is. Everybody well, likes to... Well, no, yeah, sure. People can, like I said, people can... There are different approaches and people can essentially... Um, delve into their hobby however they see, fi- see fit but it right. al- there's also an extension of that when people are going into people's homes and waving K2 meters around and you know so it's not, it's not, it's not I don't think it's as simple as saying well people can do what, what they want to do because at the same time these groups are going into people's homes which raises a hell of a lot of uh, issues but, and concerns and, and taking that approach into people's homes. So there, there, there are... But, but then again, that, how, does, how does that concern you? I mean, in your group, I mean, if I had your group, and, and, and it sounds like a really interesting group, by the way, I mean, I would be all about what we're doing and, and you know, what results we're getting and, and what have we been able to prove or disprove rather than comment on other groups. I mean, that, that's... It's kind of a thing that all groups do now. They just comment on other groups and, and never really tell us, you know, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, this is the data we collected. This is what we do with the data. Um, but we don't hear that. We really don't hear that from any groups on, the, on this show. Well, you'll hear it from Parasites as soon as we come back from the break. <laughs> so I guess we're on a break. So uh, are we really? Oh, yes, we are. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Parasite. Welcome to Total Radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world.
mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parax family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And cemetery tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Van Helsing, I think. Ron, are you there? I'm here. Hey, and tonight's guest, Lee Monroe from uh, Otherworld Northeast uh, blog, uh, Investigations, and, well, in fact, I was just going through, they've got journals, uh, science projects, uh, a brilliant blog, and a Twitter feed, which is always worth following. Uh, Lee, uh, because I keep m- telling everybody how good your um, <laughs> blog and Twitter feed are, and as a, as a regular follower, uh, do you want to give out that information so that other people can uh, can also join in and follow uh, yeah. the conversation? Um, the the site is otherworldnortheast.org.uk. Um, uh, my Twitter feed is... Um, what is it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it begins with that. At L.D. Monroe. If you type that in, you'll, you'll find it. Um, and you can, you can actually find the, the Other World Northeast Facebook page and uh, Twitter feed from the, from the home page. So uh, pay us a visit and um, come and look at the silliness on the Facebook. And, uh, <laughs> well, it's I mean, actually... Uh, I think I, I think you're being disingenuous to yourself because there's there's lots of really interesting articles and uh, sort of links to bang up to date paranormal stories and uh, you know, info. So it's definitely definitely worth following um, if you've got Twitter um, and it's always always uh, one to follow. Uh, but I want to answer Ron's question. Um, <clears throat> is, Ron, do you want to re-ask your question? I don't know. I felt bad after. Why should we give a rat's ass at what the paranormal groups get up exactly. to? Exactly. I mean, I mean. I'll tell you, you know, why Lee, we should Lee, give a rat's ass. Your site is really I'll, good. 
I'll tell you why we should give a rat's ass about what the other groups get up to. Not because... Tell me. Not... Well, it, it certainly isn't because we're bothered about them having great nights out with the mates in haunted buildings doing their own form of investigations. They are completely... You know, they're not doing any harm to anybody. But, and it's a big but, the damage that has been done to the uh, academic credibility of spontaneous case investigation, which was already a fringe of a fringe of a fringe subject, means that mm-hmm. the, in terms of uh, actual, you know, gaining... Uh, recognition for some of the research projects that are being carried out by amateur groups, not just here in the UK, but over in America and throughout Europe and further afield. Uh, Academic psychology, parapsychology, largely just pats us on the head and says they're there, there, and lumps us in with all of these other groups. And if, if there isn't a move made towards, you know, hey, we're different, hey, let's get some standards going here, and you know, shouting out that we're not the same as the others. Um, I don't think you know we'll ever get anywhere. Uh, that's why parascience uh, every year but tries Steve, to. That being, Steve, that being said, how many academics listen to this show or any other shows that you bitch and moan about? You I, know what I, I mean. It, it, I you're you're preaching. You're preaching to the I wrong choir. No, I'm not because parascience every year goes out of its way and preaches to the parapsychologists at the annual Society for Psychical Research conference and deals with them face to face. And all of our research, when it's relevant, is produced into peer-reviewed journals in order to maintain those links, those research links with academics and keep them interested in what we do. And Other World Northeast also produce a regular journal uh, that's available to to you know anybody who's interested and that's why we so give a rat's the, ass you're doing it the right way then yeah and that means sometimes we have to shout out that some people are doing it the wrong way because they're out there telling people that one week you know, they're out talking to robin hood um and then bringing bringing <laughs> wood i'm not kidding and bringing wood nymphs home to their bedroom and uh, all that sort of stuff so yeah that's why only, sometimes i could only wish you know we get a yeah. You know, that's why sometimes we do get a little bit worked up about some groups. But I've got I, I to know, say but you know, it doesn't. The, the, the thing it is, it, it just falls on deaf ears. The way I really look at it, any of the, any of you know the, it's it, it, You're not gonna. You, there is no legislation. There is no, uh, no and the governance group. Uh, so that you know what, concentrate on what we do and what we do well, and get the yeah. story out about that. That's what we should be doing. Yes, but actually I'm going to take I'm going to disagree with what you just said about we we're not able to change it because I think that groups like Otherworld Northeast, groups like Parascience, ASAP and mm-hmm. a handful of others uh, and there are some in, in the US as well who are using this science focused uh, approach are actually having an influence on all other groups. I remember the situation 10 years ago, and I'm going to do the O word, where every, every light anomaly was by default paranormal. Now, because of the research that's been done by some groups and the constant sort of pressure of that research, you have a situation that's changed. You have groups 
that now recognise that there is a mundane cause for at least the majority, and they say. just as many of us still believe that's paranormal. Of course, but you look at the you look at the way that it's skewed over the last ten years from all paranormal to mostly not paranormal. There has been a definite change, mm-hmm. and that's been driven by groups who are doing serious research. And it's not just with with. Or has it been uh, driven by by TV? Uh, TV still goes on with orbs of paranormal, let's be honest. So it's not being driven so by the media. Shows, different shows. Yeah. Uh, well, I, there's certainly none over here that are saying orbs are, orbs are dust. So let's go back so, to Lee uh, instead of Steve. Yeah. I was giving Lee a chance to have a quick cup of coffee. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Well, Lee, I, I really, you know, I, I really didn't mean that uh, personally. I mean, and generally about groups. Uh, you know, you, the groups that are really are doing good work, and, uh, they know, should be I, out I, there, the, the ones that we want to hear about that good work. But it seems like every time we, we get someone who is really good on the show, is doing good work, they really talk about the other groups. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's kind of like anti-productive to me anyways. And I wouldn't uh, necessarily disagree with you on that. No, I don't completely take what you're saying. It's it's been said before, but at the same time, you know, most of the um, most of the groups that get uh, a lot of attention tend to be the ones that are, are making the most uh, talking the most nonsense. Essentially, they're the ones that are that that you're going to see uh, in the papers or on the TV. So there has to be an antidote to that. And so why do you, why do you think why do you think they are getting the most attention? Well, it's it's good it's good news fodder, I guess you know, and people aren't interested. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that that doesn't mean we, people should uh, sit back and and just accept that. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think our group is is you know beyond all other groups or that we're doing everything right. Far from it. But. Um, at least we're one of the groups that uh, are prepared to look at what we're doing and, and evolve and, you know, t- t- try to address certain issues that um, amateur groups have, generally speaking. Um, but, uh, and like I said, you know, it's not just the, the media attention that these that some of these groups get. It's, it's the fact that they're going into people's homes and... Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I understand it's, that. That's a, that's a, that's a it's moral, horrifying, moral it's what, what uh, an ethical uh, issue right there. I understand that. So, I mean, you know, but, and there are, there are very good groups and individuals out there doing good, good um, mm-hmm. and interesting, interesting work. And uh, it's, it's, it's not all bad. It's just... Um, Mostly bad. That, well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, just just say it, Steve. Steve, <laughs> Steve, they they are what they are. They, they do what they do because they want to do what they do. And you know, any amount of preaching is not going to really change them. Is the way I look at it. I mean, they that's uh, they're all over here as well. I mean, you know, when I started investigating the paranormal, there was like twenty four groups in the country. Now there's twenty four in any city, for God's sakes, at least. So it, it's definitely people are doing it. They want to do it. And they do it for perhaps not the same reasons that you guys do, but it's what they want to do. And they're not going to change one way or the other. The other issue, of course, is is that um, 
if if nothing and of course is you have said, TV too. the other the other thing is is if nobody says anything contrary to what the um, you know some groups are saying is that mm-hmm. you know when when people are looking for groups to contact then the groups that they're going to contact are these people that we probably rather they didn't contact you know so that we you're right well, that uh, we have to push please, why do you, groups, why do you huh? think they contact groups well, well of course some people want their well, you know, why do you think they contact groups um, I think there's a number of reasons. I think certainly some people that contact groups just want their own beliefs upheld or confirmed. But I think, you know, if people are having genuine experiences and they want genuine answers, then there are some groups that they blatantly shouldn't go to. So they, they need to know that alternatives are out there, I guess. So I get your point about, com- you know, don't always... You, don't you think that the most people... I think are really fit in that first category. They want to be validated. That's really um, what they want. Yeah, and it's, it's like they go to a doctor or a mechanic. If they don't get the answer they look for, then they're going to go to another mechanic or another doctor. Well, that's certainly true. Yeah, I mean, people certainly do do that. But, the, you know, I think if 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 we if we are get if we want to investigate current current cases or current spontaneous cases, then there is something of a responsibility to at least offer people um, alternatives to people going in there with, you know, well, Ouija boards and K2s and, and telling them that every bang in the house is a, you know, a, a ghost mm-hmm. or they're Aunt Hilda. I, I think there there is, if, if we want to engage the public to, to investigate people's anomalous experiences, then there is an obligation to, to push an alternative platform for, for people to go to, I think. So it, I, I take your point that it does sound negative, but at the same time, I think there, there are genuine reasons for um, pointing the finger at certain, or, or at least pointing the finger at some of the things that some groups do. So, in, in your investigating, so for instance, if you were called in to investigate a house, first of all, do you investigate private houses? No. Well, we don't do physical investigations at people's houses, no. But we're more than happy for people to contact us if they have any, if they feel that they're experiencing anything um, uh, anon- an- anonymous, anomalous. Um, you know, we're, we're perfectly more than happy for people to contact us and, and talk it over and maybe um, get some advice. But we, uh, we wouldn't, we refrain from doing physical investigations in people's houses for... So, what, so, so Lee, if, if someone approaches you and asks you to do an investigation in the house and you don't do it, do you direct them to a group that does the same type of work that you does and it doesn't go into the demonology and all of this? books and stuff are... Um, if somebody contacted us, we would try to get them to, uh, you know, maybe even keep a diary of, of things that they're noticing in the house. Um, but if they insisted on um, having someone visit their house, then we do have something mm-hmm. in place um, where we would rather them follow that avenue then go out there and, and, and pick the <laughs> some of the more dubious groups out there so we have 
um, an avenue in place. Um, although we would rather people, you know, would, for instance, d- just do a diary over a number of weeks of, uh, of what they're experiencing and, and contact us and, we, you know, periodically we can discuss it and talk it over with them. But if somebody is insisted on having a physical investigation, then we would we have something in place for that. So, which we're... we're oh, that, that's know, right. That's, what, that's basically what I really want to know. I mean, because if you don't offer an alternative, then, then you're really not solving the problem. You're just saying you can't go into other groups, but yeah, well, you yeah, still have someone that's looking why we, for a need and you're not fulfilling it. So, uh, that's good. I'm glad, you, glad to hear that. Uh, no, by I'm, the way, the diary I'm, thing is probably... Go ahead, Lee. No, no, no we're perfectly aware of you know, having a policy in place not only um, constrains us in terms okay. of, um, you know, investigating cases and collecting data and talking to people, um, but it also, we, we, you know, we obviously don't want to leave anybody who has genuine concerns about what might be happening in their own home. Um, just leave them out to dry, you know. We, we, we fully realise that um, we need something in place for you know, for those specific instances where people were desperate for somebody to come out for, you know, we can talk about the wrong, the rights and wrongs of that, but we needed something in place, and right. what we have in place is probably the most we can get comfortable with, so, um, so yeah, in place that people want that, contact us, but they want a physical investigation, we have a, um, something in place to address that. Excellent, excellent. You know, that diary thing perhaps is, is the most overlooked a uh, single piece Absolutely. of paranormal investigating Absolutely. in in yeah. the world, I think. Uh, I've been telling people that for me, the first thing that connects me, you know, keep a diary of things that happen in your house, mm. note the time, note any circumstances, you know, uh, whatever. But um, that is, is probably the, the single, uh, you know, do you agree, Steve, on that? I do, but the diary. Uh, one one of the things that I mean, it's one that it's one of the tools that we use, but it's also one of the things that we have to be very mindful about using because the minute you say to somebody, "We would like you to keep a diary," you find that the uh, mm-hmm. you're focusing their mind more on the 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 uh, goings on and the experiences they're mm-hmm. having. So you you already uh, skew skew the results. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? What we uh, what yeah. we do is we we ask them to keep a diary, but we we never specify what should be in it. We don't say. Um, we just simply say to them, we would like you to note down anything at all that you think is noteworthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we give them absolutely no help or guidance or instruction, because if we say, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'd like you to note down anything unusual, then everybody suddenly becomes hyper alert to the unusual and the. You find it does skew the results. Now, uh, we're lucky within within That's a good um, point. within mm-hmm. the group because we do have psychologists who can work to get that out again. But if we, it's better that we don't have it there at the start. So, and it's the same with our own team notes because every member of our investigation team uh, undertakes a sort of investigation diary whilst they're on on location. And we give them, again, absolutely no guidance. We give them the, the uh, paper and we say, you know, what we want to know is that you were alive throughout the experience and document anything that you want to document. And that can be from how hungry they were, how tired they were, whether anything took place. They are, you know, 
they've got to make that decision because then we're getting as close to the raw data as possible. Mm. Right. Yeah. And and when we do an investigation, if it's a, a regular full-blown investigation, we set up a uh, a, um, a base camp. I always use that term, but uh, we have a, a computer program called Team, was specially designed, and anything at all is that you're want to report gets reported and logged into the Team report. And at the end of the investigation, uh, within uh, one week, each uh, member submits their own diary or, or notes on, on the investigation independent to everyone else. So we have the the um, the main one, and then we have the uh, individual ones as well. So that's how we kind of do it over here. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying how we do it. I don't think there is a universally right method. I think you have... I mean, uh, there, are, there, are, there are definitely universally wrong methods, but there are... <laughs> But I think each group has to work uh, work out its own dynamic. What works for one group uh, might not work for another group. Um, I think we all have so, constraints that we have to work to as well, though, which often yeah. dictates how you can, can investigate and that. that so. And those constraints might be the, the degree of additional extracurricular qualifications within the team. Um, you know, you, Lee said they've got archaeologists and they have genealogists parasites have psychologists and physicists we play to our strengths each team plays to its strengths and weaknesses um so that that dictates the protocols and to a large degree the method Mm -hmm. yeah you know we there's there's a couple of people that have been uh uh bugging me in the chat rooms about the Project Ghost took. Does anybody know anything about that? Just so I can totally end this conversation. Yeah, I just end end that conversation. End it. It's, it's ne- okay. It, thank you. Well, to the best of my knowledge, it doesn't exist. Okay. Thank you very much. So. Uh, so that's that settles that problem. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been. It's yeah. Um, I think yeah. We were talking about strengths and weaknesses of groups, and gr- and that does affect the group dynamic. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there is there is I, there I is agree. no I mean, universally correct method. There can't be, mm-hmm. and that's why it's yeah, also I mean, the same reason why it's so difficult to regulate. Yeah, and uh, like I said, but again, like you said, there there are universal universal ways not to investigate. Um, but yeah, I mean, every group's got to find what you know. Use the resources available to it and uh, do the best that they can. Um, it's, it's, I, think I, I mean, when you think about it, Lee, when, when you think about it, Lee, aren't you, isn't your group is, is is only as good as the members that are involved in it? For this? So, for instance, if you have all plumbers, I mean, versus uh, <laughs> you know a group of, I'm just saying, I just chose that. I could have said all. Uh, <laughs> electrician sure, but yeah, I didn't yeah. uh, then you know it, it, the, the dynamics of the group is is extremely important I believe in in uh, how you uh, investigate and the results that you get from that investigation our research Definitely. whatever you want to call it yeah I mean um, if, if your team's full of you know, people who just want to enjoy the thrill, and obviously the the approach is going to be completely different to people that uh, you know want to do some serious research. And 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like Steve said, there's no right. I mean, we we certainly don't think that we've got everything right, but uh, we do the best that we can, and hopefully, don't cause too many problems along the way. You know. <laughs> It's a bit, it's so a bit you want to give out your website aid, one more time and what's that? I said it's a bit like doing first aid. The golden rule is first of all do no harm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so um, Lee, would you give out your website one more time, please? Yes, it's otherworldnortheast.org.uk, and the Twitter feed and the Facebook page is is linked on the on the on the the homepage there if people want to. Come and give us a visit and say hello. That'd be nice. Steve, when you have a chance, can you post it on the international page? Steve. Sorry. Yes, Steve. I can. I can. I can certainly put a link on. Absolutely. Thank I'll do. I'll do. Thank it you. Shortly. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I know we're running out of time, and uh, I'm sure that's not kind of not the way you wanted this to go. But uh, you know, I was curious of a lot of things, and uh, you answered you answered a lot of them for me, but. Uh, that being said, um, do you believe in the afterlife? You're talking to me. <laughs> um, I have no well, idea. I, I, know, I, know, I know I'm not wasting my breath on Steve, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if there's an afterlife or not. I don't necessarily equate that to ghosts, and it's not, I don't, it's not the starting point for my thinking on it. I, I don't, it's a possibility, okay. but it's, it's one of many, I guess. It's... Uh, I don't make the assumption that that's what people are experiencing at all. Although, you know, there's, there's cases that point in that direction, but there's many that don't. So I, I don't know. And I don't um, knock anybody if that, they, if that is their belief. Um, but it, for me personally, it's not, it's not the starting point, And it's just one of, uh, you know, a whole, a whole host of, of possibilities that are all equally as interesting. So. Right. I just heard the doorbell. That means the pizza from the dead is here, which means we've got to wrap it up. Um, but Leah, one more quick question on that. Uh, the ghosts, what are ghosts? I mean, is ghosts really, <laughs> I, I know it. that's a quick question. That's that's a very quick question. What is a ghost? Well, I guess yeah, that's, what is a ghost? Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what we're trying to find out. Quick, quick answer. Oh, I'm not going to uh, hold you to it. Oh, what, what I would say is that we're not... The world of the Northeast aren't looking for ghosts. We're looking to um, investigate people's anomalous experiences, whatever. And you know, if that's if they interpret those experiences as being ghosts, that's like I said, that's not our our starting point. Our starting point is that they've maybe had an experience that was considered anomalous, and we want to look at the factors and the any correlations or any anything involved in that. And um, we don't make any preconceptions about what they what they've experienced so what are ghosts I don't know <laughs> but people have anomalous experiences and that's, Richard, that's Richard Felix knows what ghosts are yeah sort of <laughs> of course he does we all know that as, as well as many other people too but anyways yeah you know the interesting that's the $64,000 question are all these anomalies that we witness uh, are they spirits are they ghosts or is it something entirely different that we're totally unaware of yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little t- too simplistic when you look at um, many many you know people's accounts of what they're experienced. I think it, like I said, it's a possibility, but there are other possibilities out there, and who knows? It's it'll be interesting to you know to delve into people's experiences, whatever the the causation is. I think. 
you've been collecting data for how long now? Uh, the group's been going um, since 2002, 2003. So there we've got go. a 10th so anniversary. You have a lot of data. We'll have you on the show, and pretty soon you'll be able to tell us what all these anomalies are, and we'll have it all straightened out in yeah, maybe another okay. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream on. Dream on. <laughs> Lee, Lee, thank you so much. We've been speaking with Lee. Uh, we, Thanks. Uh, we really thank you so much for being on the show, and um, I hope I didn't offend you in any way. No, not at all, not at all. I just thought Thanks I'd for holding it together with that Skype connection as well, Lee. <laughs> So, from uh, Ron Kolick and uh, my good friend, Anakin Parsons, and of course his father, Steve, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> Until next week, stay tight. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us 